Hello. Welcome back to the Flawless Takes Podcast. The podcast where we talk about the wild card winning New York Giants. I am your host, Christian Miola, uh, here as always with my partner and co-host, Chris Landera. Chris, how's it going? Oh, it's, it's going fan. I think I speak for the uh, entire Giants fan base when I say it's going fantastically. Um, just, uh, I mean, to, to win that game last weekend and, and going into Minnesota to a hostile environment, we spoke about last week whether this was a house money game or not. Um, well, now we don't have to debate it anymore because the Giants won and we're on to the next round in Philadelphia. I mean, just unbelievable, you know, great time to be a Giants fan. Nothing but uh, sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, we, we look forward to next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I just go back to the game and, you know, you, you mentioned the hostile environment and there was this feeling like at the very beginning, when you see all those Minnesota idiots doing chants in, in their dumb dome stadium. Um, and that was like, Oh, okay, this is a real game. And then they came out and immediately scored a touchdown. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh we're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You, know, like, like, you don't get to play the Texans anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that was just worrying because sometimes, like, you know, games could just get away from you. And then it immediately puts pressure. Like, you, you almost feel like you have to score in that situation. Like, yeah. And they did. And they came back and they, they scored an immediate touchdown. And from that point forward, you know, with that Saquon run, and then they went stop, get another touchdown with beautiful pass Isaiah Hodgins, who's like such a clean play. Um, I was like, I felt very comfortable. I know the game got close again, and, you know, it took – they had, you know, hey, the Vikings had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to, to tie. Like, we had to get a stop and all that. But it just felt like we had described it where the Giants just were a little better, a little better prepared, better coached. Um, and you know, that, that got us through, but, uh, feels great, man. Like so yes. one thing I've been thinking about this, here's, here's a, here's a, a question for you. And I haven't done the research, so I don't have the answer, but what was the last time the giants won a playoff game in a season where they did not go to the, the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? So that's going to be pre, I think it's pre 2000. Honestly. Wow. So it, it's that far back. Wow. Well, think about it. Like, I think it is. So, they didn't make the playoffs in between the two Super Bowls. The two winning Super Bowls. The two winning Super Bowls. No, they did. They made They it. did, but they – They lost in the – they they had the bye and they lost the Eagles in a game uh, that I think we've, bye, all, right. we've all sort of uh, erased from our memory. Um, and, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs and they made – yeah. So, they, I think that was the only playoff game in between. Um, before – the, the early Eli Coughlin years, I think, but prior to 2007, I think they had one playoff loss. I think they lost, I forget, maybe the Eagles again. I don't even remember. Wait, but... we lost, when when we were in college, this is the early 2000s, we lost at San Francisco. Yeah, but we didn't win a Jeff game Garcia that year. T- oh, there was no game before that. I thought that was divisional round. No, that was... Uh, that, that was, was wildcard? That was wildcard, oh, okay. yep. Okay. Wow, so it's it's been a really long time. So... I don't know. Are we talking like 93? It could be that long. Uh, anyway, so again, I didn't do my research. This is not a professional podcast, but it's just something I've been thinking about. It's been uh, a long I'll, time. That's the I'll, point. 
I'll, I'll take uh, – or it won't be because, you know, we'll just go to the Super Bowl this year. That's the other option here. So the story is untold. But uh, just uh, – it was a great feeling to win a playoff game. Um, let's start at the top. I mean, quarterback, Danny Dimes, unbelievable game. Probably, you know, his best game as a pro considering the situation and yeah, the performance, absolutely. like 300 yards passing – no turnovers, 70 yards on the ground, like played awesome. Um, you know, I think we can, with confidence, it seems like pretty definitive that he's going to be back. And, you know, he's going to be the Giants quarterback, at least for the next few years here. Um, and has kind of, it's interesting to advance himself in the, the Giants fans' hearts, I think, a lot in the last, you know, half season, I would say even. Um he- and it is now being defended voraciously by Giants fans um, at, by all angles here. Yeah, it's funny to see the uh, – I mean, going into the into the season, I think on this podcast we were kind of like, okay, let's give him the season to, you know, see what he can do. But a lot of Giants fans had him already written off, like before him and Saquon written off before going into this year. Like, we need to, you know, wipe it clean completely, start new, let these guys walk. And, and and now after having the first half of the season dominated by Saquon, the second half of the season, really, Daniel Jones is our best player on offense. And uh, now we sit here looking like very possible we give both of them new contracts. Um, Daniel Jones, 301 yards passing, 78 yards on the ground. Uh Saquon only 53 yards on the ground, but it but felt so, like he had such a bigger g- game than that, didn't well, it? Well, he had the receptions, and it was only – it was high impact. How many carries was that on? It was, it was like 10 carries. Yeah, he only had nine carries. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, like a, you know, maybe half a dozen receptions for another 50 or 60 and, and two touchdowns. So, like, he was all over the game, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I thought looked, you know, very he spry. Fre- he looked fresher. Like, yeah, it, I mean – he looked like the week off against the Eagles did him a lot of good. Not to mention the fact that he got pulled early against the Colts the previous week. So he's had he's had a light load here for the last three weeks now, which is nice. Well, it, it's great and yeah. it, it's it's noticeable. And I think you know having a fresh Saquon headed into Philly, which we'll get to, you know, is going to hopefully help a lot. Um, you know, elsewhere on offense. A ragtag bunch of receivers continues to produce. Isaiah Hodgins seems like he's going to be monster game for Hodgins. He was great. I mean, you know, I mentioned the touchdown. There was a bunch of uh, there was like that sideline throw. Oh my god, what a throw that was! Daniel Jones too. Insane throw, insane catch. (laughs) You know, he. I don't know what he's good at exactly, but he just seems to make a bunch of plays. You know, I know he's not super fast. I think he was like a four six no. forty guy or something. You know, he so. seems to have fantastic hands. Like mm-hmm. when the ball just sticks to him. Like yeah. there was one play that really just went. It was like a five yard out, and it looked like it was going incomplete, and he just like reached out and snagged it. I don't know if you if you know the play I'm talking about. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, Hodgins. Like that's one thing you can do really well. Looks like, yeah, and and Richie James again. I, I always I worry about him a little bit. He seems like he's gonna let a fumble loose at the wrong time, but played great and seems to have really settled into that. I don't know what the role they call it, but it was sort of the Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson sort of slot guy, sort of slot receiver, yeah. And uh, you know he's sort of taken that on. Um, you know Darius Slayton, other than the abysmal drop, 
towards the end of the game that oh, could I have felt so bad for him there. That could have sealed the game. Um, you know, continues to you know play a part. Um, you had Daniel Bellinger at a touchdown, so you were getting contributions from all over the field. Um, and in, you know, this ragtag offense continues to to perform. I thought yeah. the play calling was great. I thought it was one of mm-hmm. uh, Mike Kafka's best games. Um, it seems like, to me at least, offensively, when, when we play teams for a second time, it seems like offensively we improve. Sometimes defensively we do not. Um, mm-hmm. So, which is an interesting thing to think about heading into game three here with Philly. Um, but, you know, the, the offense was. I mean, we're scoring 30 points left and right now these days. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought this was the first game where the offense really carried the day for the Giants. I mean, most of these wins this season, we've been riding the back of the defense. We hope the offense can get to 20 points. This game, I mean, the Vikings went up and down the field a decent amount. Like, we were having a yeah. hard time getting three and outs, getting off the field, and they were they were getting touchdowns uh, a lot of the time. So, But the offense just, just kept responding, and uh, – you know, I mean, you can say what you will about the Vikings defense. It's still in a dome, in a, in a loud environment in the playoffs, and we put up 31 points. It was, it was a great performance by our offense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, switching to the defense, um, you know, I, I agree, not the best game, but I think tactically, and I know you put this in the show notes, there was a change in, in, how, in our approach. Yes. Um, so we, we blitz less. I think we played a little less man than we normally do. So, you know, Wink Martindale, who has a reputation of being sort of one track, you know, go, 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 cover zero all the time, was able to modify that um, in this game, you know, which was smart because I think Justin Jefferson and and Kirk Cousins have been eating up the blitz all year. So it's good that they were able to show – you know, the ability to, to move in another direction. It was, yeah. I think um, the stats are the Giants blitzed this uh, season more than any team in the league. I think it's like a mm-hmm. 45% snap rate. In this game, they only blitzed 22%. Obviously, they saw Vikings' offensive line a little banged up. Their tackle, the right tackle was out. It's, their center had it was playing, but has like just come back from injury with a bad back. Mm-hmm. So I guess Wink figured, hey, I can get pressure with the front four here. Very similar to the way the Giants won their Super Bowls. I don't have to blitz as much. I can, you know, play a little less man, you know, um, maybe push the coverage Justin Jefferson's way, take him out of the game a little bit. Nick Hawkinson beat us, the tight end. He ended up having a huge game, but we ended up winning the game. So, um, yeah, I think it was good to see because I think a, a knock on um, – on Wink is that, oh, he's just a one-trick pony. He just blitzes all the time. And yeah. it works against the bad quarterbacks, but it doesn't work against the real good ones. So he yeah. showed in this game that, that he has some some adaptability there. Yeah, and and they did the, the old Belichick thing of let's take away the best thing that the other opposing offense does. And and they it seemed like a deliberate choice to be like, hey, we're going to try to minimize Justin Jefferson. As a result, because of some limitations in talent, Hawkinson's going to run wild a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is what happened. You know, like we just didn't have answers for, you know, if you're double teaming Jefferson, 
you put Hawkinson on our linebackers. I mean, good night. You know, he, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's Hawkinson's a really good player. Yeah, uh, you know, no, he good. makes be like quietly a top five tight end in the league. Oh like, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's a monster. Right, he's right outside that like that right. elite group. Like yep. if you like whoever those like top three are, it's like Kelsey Kittle. Um, you know, he's right on the edge of that. Yeah. You know, so no, he's very good. But um, um, I, I think definitely you have to give a lot of credit to Adoree Jackson there, too, coming back from injury, play, playing that well in his first game yep. back from injury. I mean, Jefferson had, was huge on that first drive, and then you hardly even heard from him the rest of the game. So, you know, very, very impressive from him coming off the sprained knee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to need him next week. I know you want to talk about it. But, yeah, um, yeah I think the defense had a rough go at some points, but on the road – in a dome, gets, good offense. gets a good offense, scores yeah. a lot of points. I think Kevin O'Connell is a, a good coach, and, you know, at least from a scheme and offensive play-calling perspective, seems to be pretty strong. It's funny, he was on our list of, like, potential head coach candidates last year. I was looking at our notes from this time last year, and, um, you know, you had some winners and losers on that list. I think we got the prize pony with Dable, but uh, like we could have had Nathaniel Hackett, you know, you could have had him, <laughs> so, so that didn't go well in, in uh, Denver. Uh, but we also, you know, we had also had KOC, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and um, Doug Peterson's another one uh, mm-hmm. that, that was on the list. So, um, so we, a couple of good names there because Peterson's having a good year as well. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, the Jags are still alive. So They're still alive, yeah. So, anyway, um, so while we're looking back, there's, there's, there's been some uh, noise around our old friend Dave Gettleman this week because – in Giants fan world, there's been discussion of, hey, you know, a lot of these key contributors to the the success this year were Dave Gettleman draft picks. Now, I'll just say that's true. Now, the new regime's only had one year, so they couldn't completely turn the roster over uh, 100%. So that was naturally going to happen. But, um, you know, if you look at the picks, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, Xavier McKinney, Dexter Lawrence. Um, these are all uh, Gettleman picks. So does he deserve credit? So that's been sort of the the discourse this week on that topic. So what are, what are your thoughts there, Chris? Um, I, I, so I, I look at it this way. A GM has to wear many hats. Mm-hmm. One is scouting talent. Two is you got to be able to pick a coach. Three is you got to be able to give good, smart contracts, team-friendly contracts. Mm-hmm. I think maybe where you give Gettleman a little, a little bit of you know congratulations, if you if you will, is in the scouting department. Maybe he's not the worst scout in the world mm-hmm. of talent, but it really it it kind of takes him, you know, from a probably from an F to a D minus in terms of the job he did, because outside of that, he couldn't find a coach. He hired um, Ben Ben McAdoo and uh, well, McAdoo was, was um, I'm sorry, not Ben McAdoo. uh, Shermer and Shermer and and Joe judge. Yeah. So he went over over two there. He gave out horrendous contracts, like numerous. Yeah. Horrible free agent signings. So um, I, I, I don't think we need to like get into like really giving him big praise here. Uh, other one, other than saying like, Oh, maybe, maybe Gettleman just, 
he's, he's a decent scout for talent and he hung around in the NFL and it's a boys club. And when you do that, you're going to rise up the ranks. And, and, you know, at some point yeah. in his career, I, he I, did that. I mean, he had some hits in, in the, the high top value rounds, like, you know, to the, but those, a lot of those picks did not become hits until after his the proper coach, you, yeah. you know, so, and, not they were not brought forward by the coaches that he selected. Um, so I mean, listen, you have to if you want to be successful in the NFL, you can't miss on your your premium picks, your first and round, second round picks. You cannot. And he did have some misses. Let's let's be real here. I mean, um, what's it, DeAndre Baker? Um, there was a. You probably don't want to be taking a running back in the in the in the top yeah, three. I mean, we're still talking yeah, as good, value. As good as let's, is, let's not it, rehash that. That wasn't a smart pick. Oh, you know? Yeah, I, we're going to be reliving that draft the rest of our lives. I but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but like Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence. Okay, those are first round picks. But in the you know DeAndre Baker, same year, was a big miss that year. So there's there there's hits and misses early. The problem I had with, with Gettleman is not a lot of mid-round successes outside of who? Darius Slayton? I, I don't even know. I guess Julian Love is a fourth-rounder that's become a, a starter and a captain, so that you got to give him some credit for. But um, plenty of misses as well. I mean, uh, Matt Pert. I could just, I'm not going to go back to name these names, but <laughs> there's a lot of misses. And like you said, the free agency drafts, and the allocation of resources. Yeah, right. It's not, the, it's the not the just the players. The contract that he was signing people to was just yeah. absurd. Yeah, it's not just the players you pick in the draft. It's the the roster construction. And during his tenure, we were abysmal. So I, I'm yeah. I'm not giving him credit. I'm glad he drafted some of the guys he did. Um, they they're helping us build to our success. But a lot of those guys are like top 10 draft picks and, and a lot of GMs who were in the NFL for 30 years could make some picks there and, and get some players. Right. Yeah. So. That's a good point. I feel we're congratulating him on top 10, top 15 mm-hmm. picks that he made. You're yeah. supposed to hit on those. Those yeah. are like the guys yeah. that everyone knows the entire league knows these guys are really good. So yeah, yeah exactly. Not go crazy. <laughs> All right. So let, why don't we do this? Let's take uh, a quick break. We'll come back and we'll look forward. Now that we're we're out of the wild card, heading to the divisional uh, round, let's let's take a step and look forward. Um, talk about the Eagles. All right, talk to you yep. in a minute. All right, welcome back to the Flawless Takes podcast. Uh, we are in the divisional round. Giants Eagles Saturday night in Philadelphia at the Link. Um, you know, amazing. Three out of four teams in the NFC playoffs are from the NFC East. I, don't, I can't remember a time where that's happened before. Pretty remarkable. I we think are, they said first time since 1997 that a uh, that a division has had three teams in the divisional round. Wow. Yeah, yeah. look at us. We're back, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, I, you know, divisional round, you're always going to get, as a wildcard team, you're always going to get a tough opponent. Like, either way, you cut it. Eagles, Niners, whomever. It was going to be a tough game. Yeah. Um, how do you feel going in? We've played them twice. Two games very different. We got blown out in the one, the the week set, week eighteen game. We played, you know, our backups mostly and sort of kept it close. How, how are you feeling? Just you know, a couple days out now. Well, I feel good that 
now I feel much better about resting the, the starters in that in that last game for sure. I mean, I, I was with Brian Dable on doing that, but now it's even nicer because we didn't really show them anything in that game. I mean, played all backups, game plan very vanilla. Um, so so that's great there. Um, we're going to find out if Jalen Hurts' uh, shoulder is 100% because I don't really think we found that out in the last game. They really protected him. Eagles game plan was very vanilla too. It was, you know, mm. they didn't they didn't they didn't let him run. He was about to get tackled. He went down immediately. He wasn't trying to fight for extra yardage. So, um, and the other the other good thing is we have uh, Adore Jackson back for this game. Did not play in either of the two Eagles games. And A.J. Brown tore us apart, especially in the first matchup. Um, so, uh, th- that's another thing go- uh, going for us. In fact, I mean, our whole team, as healthy as we've been almost all year, right? I mean, no one really on the injury report – Aziz Ojolari has a has a quad bruise and and that he says he's going to play and that's pretty much it. Everyone else is 100. percent The Eagles seem to have a little more injury problems than we do. Um, so f- from that standpoint, I like it and I like walking into the uh, the mouth of the lion on Saturday night with Daniel Jones and and Brian Dable locked in arms. You know, like it's like we're entering the Coliseum ready for battle. Yeah, I mean, this is we talked about house money last week that concept i don't know where you are with that this feels like you can't lose now now, now we're there now we're you, know, there. <laughs> you know now like the the season you win a playoff game it is you know balls to the wall now like we we just do all the weird things get out the gadget plays like mm-hmm. do anything you can to try to make this a dirty game you know uh, yep. they are more talented than us. Yep. There's no avoiding that. Um, you know, they're 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 a year or two, at least probably two ahead of us in sort of the rebuild process. But there's a lot of similarities. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful that we can we can sort of trip them up and maybe make the game a little closer. They start pressing. You know, it's third quarter and it's close and like you know you never know. So um, they've been off a week. Jalen Hurts has been out. Like, you know, these games get weird. I, mm-hmm. You think about – I was thinking about that 2008 team. I mean, the Giants were 10-1 and one to start that year. Then Plaxico shoots himself in the leg, and the season sort of unravels. They still get the bye 12-4. and four. Um, Then get the Eagles, who, by the way, beat the Vikings the previous week and then came into MetLife and beat us. Or maybe it was Giants Stadium at that point. Um, a very horrible game that I really – hate everything about when I think yep. back on it. Um, but, you know, we were an elite team that year and just got beat by a division rival. It can happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I would love for it to happen this week. So, you know, anything's possible here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and and that, that's a good point with, with the bye week because a lot of times the team um, who has the bye week comes out a little slow uh, in this divisional round game. So hopefully the Giants can take take advantage of that, maybe jump jump out of them. Uh, jump jump out on them a little early. Uh, I, I think what's going to be key for the Giants is to really prevent long plays and easy touchdowns for the Eagles. Make them drive the field. Um, make it make Jalen Hurts and and Daniel Jones, you know, kind of duel one on one, and you know, because Daniel Jones is just brimming with confidence right now. You know, mm-hmm. just just let him make plays. Um, I, I I think where we need to worry about is, um, and I, I want to bring this up before we um, before we wrap is. Evan Neal um, 
looked a little shaky was probably um, the, the, the weak link on that O-line against Minnesota. We're going to need him to play a lot better this game because the Eagles almost set the, the uh, National Football League record for sacks of the season. Yeah, would they have 70? They had this 70. Yeah. Excellent, outrageous numbers. Yeah. So, Insane. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. we got to have our tackles ready to go here. Yeah, I mean – we have Andrew Thomas, who's now like basically an all pro, you know, yeah, he's, no, in he's the, just a wall. Yeah. It's like him, <laughs> Trent Williams, Larry Tunsil. There's like mm-hmm. three or four guys and he's in that group. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and we'll talk about that more in the offseason when we, we look back. But Neil has, you know, he's been bad. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's he was in the bottom five in terms of tackles and pass protection uh, mm-hmm. throughout the regular season. And this in the playoffs, he was he had know, the worst his, pass protection on last weekend out of any tackle, I think, I out saw. of any tackle yeah. in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, a year from now, this might be a totally different tune, and hopefully, he's on the Andrew Thomas trajectory. But right now, he's the weak link, and I'm, I would expect the Eagles to try to attack that. So, that's going to be interesting to see how we respond to that and what we do, um, to, to give him support or, or scheme around that. Um, you know. It will be interesting to see if the Giants offense has anything cooked up that we haven't seen. Um, they, they continually surprise me, so I'm hopeful that maybe there's some wrinkles that are going to catch the Eagles off guard in this game. Um, on the other side of the ball, I mean, that first game, they absolutely lit us up, but I don't think we had McKinney or a Dory Jackson in that game. So, you know, right. adding those two to the back half here, you know, they certainly – I mean, there are two best defensive backs. Yeah, so, you know, without them, it gets ugly pretty quick. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, do you put a Dory straight up on A.J. Brown, um, you know, and have him fall around the field? And they also have Devonta Smith, who's pretty good. Like, um, it, it, they, I feel a little outclassed on the, especially in the, the back half of our defense going yeah. against this Eagles team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's going to be tough. I think we will probably see a little more blitzing this week um, mm. to kind of, you know, to, uh, cover up the the cracks, if you will, back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I how can you not have full confidence in in the coaching staff right now? You know, like mm-hmm. it, uh, I mean, just unbelievable season. I mean, we love being here, but getting to this game now, now you want to win it like badly, especially. I mean, the Eagles are our biggest rival. I don't care, like, what you say about the Cowboys. Like, this is the team I you you need and want to beat all the time. We haven't yeah. won in Philadelphia since 2013. That oh, was a very long time ago. It was. So, it would be nice to break that string as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, full confidence in the coaching staff. Can you imagine this team was in the NFC championship game? I mean, <laughs> that's bananas it's... when you think about it. I mean, even that's Four wins is last crazy. year. Four wins last year, and pretty much the same yep. roster. I mean, you could make the argument the roster was better in some places last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's crazy. Uh, I, I really hope that you know. Right now, it's just you know, house money. Let's make it a game. Uh, I'm not trying to get too uh, worked up about the results, but yeah. I, I do. It's want, hard not know, to, but <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't want to think about it. I don't want to start getting into that. Imagine if we win sort of mindset because I, I just feel like it's going to set me in the wrong direction. So I'm, I'm trying to be realistic um, and negative, you know, that's, that's my, uh, that's, that's served me well in my life. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep going that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Let's uh, I, I'm just looking forward to this one game right here. I'm not thinking about 
whether we're playing another team after the game or whether we're looking at free agency and the draft after the game. You know, mm-hmm. I just I'm excited about this uh, matchup, and you know, I I expect the Giants to come out and put on a, a good show here. Yeah, looking forward to it. How do you feel about the Saturday night game? I feel like we're better than a Saturday game. I feel like we should always play on Sundays, but maybe I'm being silly. Well, I, I think that decision was kind of already made with um, the Cowboys playing in the, Monday, the Monday night game. Night. They had yeah. to give them the Sunday slot. And yeah. it's like a glamour, an NFL glamour matchup with the Niners and the Cowboys. Like, a lot of history there. I, I mean, a lot of history with the Giants and Eagles as well, but it's yeah. it's almost just as big a rivalry. So, um, yeah, I mean – I don't. I don't mind being on Saturday night. I mean, it's it's, it's Saturday night, like eight fifteen, not like six o'clock. So you're gonna have Philadelphia fans there who've been drinking for twelve hours, uh, which is only gonna make things uh, even more, more hostile. But I love it. It's like I love the. It's us against the world there, going in, going into South Philly. Yeah, I, I I'd love to just take a little air out of there. Oh. Their sales early in that game gets can get real quiet in the link. They, they get. <laughs> They start thinking a little too much down there in Philly. <laughs> That's problems, you know. They, yep. they, when they're full steam ahead and everything's great, they're a raucous crowd. But you know, I, I've I've seen some games there where it goes the wrong way and it it gets yeah, very you're right. very yeah. scary. I I still wouldn't want to be there because they'll someone will probably shit no, me. Yeah, but no, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, the, the, you, the Eli's wind, going apparently. I saw that. The wind yeah. can go out of your oh, – carefully, Eli. Wear, yeah. like, a flak jacket or something. I, I was going to say, they should, they, they should have him in a Pope-mobile for the yeah, entire time. seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, all right, we'll be back next week. Hopefully uh, previewing, like, uh, who would you rather – if you had if you could pick one, Cowboys or Niners in the NFC Championship game? Uh, I, I think I want Cowboys. I mean, if it's, if it's, like, at that point, and you have the opportunity to go through the Eagles and the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl – after they beat you twice in the regular season, I mean, it's just, that's like a movie script. So I, I'll, I'll say Cowboys. Oh my god! I mean, they seem like the the easier out at this point. As much as I, I'm still raising an eyebrow at right. Purdy, but it doesn't seem to but, matter. But with it, it seems like the Niners' defense might be the strongest unit of left. of any yeah. team yeah. left. Right, other, other than like the Chiefs' offense, it's the Niners' defense. Yeah. That'll be that would be a sweet Super Bowl Niners Chiefs. I guess we've had that already not too we long had, ago. That was the last but... Super Bowl right before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Hopefully next week we're doing an NFC preview with the Giants and oh, and the Cowboys. Your lips to God's ears. I'm not ready to do our season in review yet. There's plenty of winter to do that. Yeah. So let's 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 keep this train going one more week. All right. Choo choo, baby. Choo choo. Take care, guys. <laughs> Have a good week. Mm-hmm.